Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell. Along with my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer, welcome to the Bravo Breakdown. What's up? Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Energy, sparkle, energy, sparkle. Let's do this, guys. Let's break it down. The Bravo Breakdown. That is right. Just another reminder. We're going to keep doing it until you click both. You guys can't see my wink and finger guns right now. Reminder, this is the Bravo Breakdown. We have two episodes every week. Pop culture is next, depending on when you listen. Same time, same place, same beautiful faces. So... <laughs> if they see our faces, but most likely our beautiful voices. Yeah. I know, I'm, I, I'm really depending on a lot of visuals here. But... Yeah... yeah. Maybe people should start demanding to see our faces more that we get our faces get put on YouTube and they can see our. our That's true. We we are on YouTube actually. Yeah, but they don't see our faces though. Yeah, only fans. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you set that up for us. You go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that LLC we need to set up. Come on, yeah. Let's talk about that. (laughs) So. What happened this week? So much in the Bravo verse. Could come too much, honestly. Where to even too start? Much. Whiplash. Yeah, I mean, like the way where we literally the way we started the week versus how it's ending. Um, I guess we just begin at the beginning, which is the Vanity Fair article came out. The reality reckoning. Uh, it it kind of came in. <laughs> it had they had such like great expectations. It's like when you hear everybody talking about this movie that you've got to go see. You have to go see this movie. It's the greatest movie ever. And then you finally go see it, and you're like, "What the fuck was that?" Like, I basically saw everything in the trailer. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what this article was. We pretty much heard everything. It, it fell flat. <laughs> I mean, it was. The big thing, I saw a lot of people on social media pointing this out, and it's something that applies to us here at PCP, too. They didn't give us anything new. And the issue is, like Vanity Fair, we were expecting, the, with the buildup and everything, a bombshell, like some emails from Andy Cohen, just something that would just like blow up the Bravo universe like from inside the company. But... Um, Like people were commenting, Bravo fans are the most thorough, um, are the most thorough fans. They research in real time. Vanity Fair journalism can't beat Bravo fan investigations. We all knew everything that it was. It was a rehash. It really was like a summary. Also, the author of the Vanity Fair piece admitted to being a Bethany fan. Oh, no. Ew. In it. Yeah. Ooh, Which no. I found to be a, a bit of a conflict of interest, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I would have actually preferred that somebody who really wasn't into Bravo, mm-hmm. who was into entertainment and, you know, TV and film, did it, as oh, opposed to a Bravo Okay, Stacy, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my arm. 
Yeah. But what the interesting thing is, though, is that it was a rehashing of a lot of stuff that we already knew. And it, but who I think came out really on top was Ebony Williams. She mm-hmm. came out like it, she was saying stuff that we'd heard before. But I feel like for some reason, even though she'd already said it before, because it was in Vanity Fair, people finally took her seriously, which mm-hmm. I don't think is fair. I don't think we, I think we should be able to take Ebony Williams, any black woman, you know, at face value whenever she says something is true. But it was like nobody would take her, you know, as being right until it came out in Vanity Fair. Um, but at least they're finally listening to her. And then, of course, really the bombshell came after it came out when Ramona sent that text to the page six reporter. My <laughs> which God. Which you're not going to just Google it, people. Yeah. You actually, because you're listening to this, you already know what, what that was. Yeah, that text I, I'm not even, I've learned from Ramona. I'm not even going to replicate a shortening of the words she yep. used, but we all know what it was. But mm-hmm. all I could think of was what Dorinda said mm-hmm. um, on Housewives. I don't remember which season she said, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Everything was an allegation. He said, she said with uh, Ramona. And that's why they never took action against her because the Bravo, um, the Bravo investigation was inconclusive. That's what they went by. And she, (laughs) then she texted an omission that she used it. And tried correcting the author, uh, the journalist, the page six writer, on which version of the slur she used. Boom. I mean, I mean at it the was same whole- time, we, we have like, we already had like just watching season 13 of Roni. Like you saw Ramona be overtly racist without even having mm. to say any like any slurs. You saw mm. her being racist. Like you saw what was happening. Like if you had eyes and any type of a heart and like any type of like recognition, like you saw what was happening on the, on the ultimate girls trip with Kenya and and her saying right away that she was going to call Kenya and Portia the wrong name because you couldn't tell them apart. Like it's just blatant. It's just absolutely blatant. Mm -hmm. There's, and there's no excuse. I'm sorry. This is not the 1950s. These are, She's not my grandmother's age. You know what I mean? She wasn't born in 1917. This woman was born in the late 40s. And so there times are, and she's got a daughter who's younger than me. So wait, 50s, late 50s. Oh, late 50s. Sorry. Yeah. Late 50s. I don't know. She could be older. (laughs) I know. We we don't know. That's the thing. The, you know, but, the, only the good die young. Let's be honest here. Well, with Ramona, the other thing too, it reminded me kind of of a serial killer who got caught. She couldn't help yes. herself. She almost got away with it. She totally, like I said, the Bravo, the official investigation was inconclusive. She had to go back to the writer and correct them. Like, actually, you got it wrong. I killed them in the pool, not in the garage i mean she just had to make that last remark in writing and it was over rightfully so i mean Mm -hmm. it's been it's she just finally did it in writing but it's been for years she's i have to say like i've never met someone like housewives etc in the bravo world who's like oh no ramona's misunderstood 
they're always like, no, she's just like that. She really, the story of her um, coming to LA and hanging out with some Beverly Hills housewives and the way she like, uh, the way she mistreated staff at the restaurant, they were Mm -hmm. embarrassed to be seen with her. And then she tried ditching them for another table. Uh, where she thought she saw cool. I mean, she's really that person. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, Ramona, I'm glad she's been taken care of. But I do love who this fell flat the most for, I would say. We have two. But the one, mm-hmm. obviously, every episode I have to include a dig. This, this Bethany's not winning an Time's most influential person for this article. She thought I mean, she did. Bethany something. was like, "Fuck Bethany," which I loved. I was like, she was just like, "No, fuck her." And I was like, "Yeah," it was like, you know what? Ebony and Nini need to have the podcast together. Mm-hmm. That's the Ebony and Nini. You know, not Ebony and Ivory. No, Ebony and Nini. Come on, like yeah. those two need to team up. I mean, yeah, the way the way uh, the way Bethany was. Um, building this up and the reality, it kind of almost did damage to the reality reckoning movement, this article, in my opinion, because the article, which was supposed to, like I said, be a bombshell, instead kind of fizzled, and now we don't take it as seriously anymore. Well, and that's what everybody who I know who I work with in reality television has been saying, basically it's like, yes, changes need to happen. There are certain things that need to change, but like Bethany should not be the face of Mm -hmm. this change. She's the wrong person to be spearheading this change. She doesn't really know what she's talking about. And she's only seeing it really from her side, which is a side of revenge against Andy and Bravo in all honesty. And so she doesn't, she doesn't see it from all the different spots in you know, from the very, you know, lowest levels of even like casting all throughout production. Mm-hmm. Do some things need to change? Yes. How far have things changed? So many things have changed in reality television over the last 20 years. I'm not saying it's perfect, but, and also it's so nuanced because, and we've talked about this before, the differences of shows, like certain shows, like, no, you're not going to have alcohol. People are going to be sequestered, stuff like that. Other shows you are, you know, and, and, the other person who it really fell flat for was Leah. Mm. And and also, because I, I was just like reading this and she's like blaming them. I, I don't like to be a victim blamer and I, and I don't want to come off this way, but I was like, girl, I remember the beginning of your first season. You talking about how you've been sober for so many years and you were just starting to drink again and you telling everybody that you could handle this. And so this whole entire, you're part of the reality reckoning here is you saying that you thought you could handle drinking, but you couldn't, but they didn't do anything to like handle you handling your drinking. And then you felt while you're drunk that people don't really want you to stop drinking. Like this is the narrative that you have in your Mm -hmm. head while you're drunk, while you're, or you're hungover, while you're in a space when you're altered and you're really not hearing things the way that things are being said, or you're interpreting them away a certain way. So, eh. the, no, uh, Leah. Like, you decided to become unsober before one of the st- most stressful episodes of your life. 
Well, no the intended. other thing, if you catch, which really tanked her argument there, I, I never really cared that much for Leah. Um, I don't have the strong, like some people on Twitter from day one have been like, she's she's the one who destroyed the original Roni and stuff. I, I don't like that. Mm. My interest in the show petered out those final couple seasons. So I guess she did do a lot of damage to it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she's suing Bravo for not making accommodations for her disability, which I'm assuming is emotional and alcoholic. But um, she admits she started drinking before the show, before her stint on the show began. And the other thing which really kills it, she admits in the article that she downplayed it and lied to the producers when asked about her drinking issues. Yeah. And then they weren't, so she was asked about them. They discussed it with her. She lied to them and somehow they were exploiting her. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't. Or, or she lied to them, but they're supposed to know that she's lying to them and that mm-hmm. she's got a problem and they're supposed to take care of her. Yeah. No, you're a 40 year old woman. You've got a child that you've raised. You've got apparently a really cool company that you're running. I've never heard of it, but I, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like, get your head out of your ass and stop blaming other people for your problems, especially because you've already gone through sobriety for so many years that I think that's what's the most shocking thing for me is that you went through so much sobriety for so long. And then you decided, I I think I can handle drinking again right before I go on a television show. Obviously Luann doesn't drink anymore. She handles being on the show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like something someone pointed out, which I thought was very interesting is and this isn't me defending bravo being like some pick me there are definitely issues it's just like we mm-hmm. said bethany and leah are not should not be the face of the of change these changes mm-hmm. when they argue that you make they make these producers make housewives drink someone pointed out the best example um candy burris one mm-hmm. of the longest running housewives the queen of her franchise the anchor they said she she doesn't drink from day one it's just and not alcohol not an alcoholic just like it's not her thing and she's one of the most successful of all time Mm -hmm. um they do make accommodations for like kim i think i mentioned last week kim richards i mean Mm -hmm. once your problems are known and you're open about it they do work around it and try to Mm -hmm. figure out a way for you um but if you're down to drink who are they to say no everyone's an adult here margaret josephs she doesn't drink she's never drank like she's never drank on the show yeah Mm -hmm. on jersey like she doesn't drink and that's it's never been a big deal either so Mm -hmm. like I mean, she yeah. brings the drama and she doesn't have to fucking drink. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I know if you're, yeah, if you're a known alcoholic, they won't put you in situations, but you have to admit it if there's a problem. But if you're just like Leah denying it and saying everything's fine, the way Sonia, everything's fine. Her, her line, she has three drinks max. Mm-hmm. That's her claim. Um, well, then you're all consenting adults and that's what the show's about. So. Mm-hmm. didn't work out too well agreed yep. for them <laughs> <laughs> agree with everything you just said yeah 
So with that, I would say the only thing that really came from the Vanity Fair article, it wasn't really the reality reckoning, it was the Ramona reckoning. <laughs> because Andy's flying high this weekend and Ramona's not there. She was axed from BravoCon. I mean, and I think they're doing just fine without her. <laughs> mm. Rearrange a little panel rue, a little... Mm-hmm. A little, a little uh, selfie stand in the convention area. I mean, she was gone, and Bravo just marched on. Avery was still there. She still went. Yeah, that's true. I guess we should get into BravoCon then. Finally, thank you. All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> go on. Are you hung? Are you are you are you jet lagged? Are you hungover? Are you in Luann's suite right now? Uh, no, Luann is in my suite right now. At <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a girl. That's right. Actually, it's sad to say none of us, none of us were actually at BravoCon. No. no. No, we saved our feet and our voices and our souls and our uh, wallets. Yeah. I mean, I only like to go to these kinds of things for free. You guys have yeah. another. I, I am. I am terrible with that. I like it free somehow through work, somehow through a plus one. So I have or being the, paid to go. That works too. Yeah. Either free that or paid too. to go. Yeah, yeah. And so with this Bravo Con, I had a brief window where I thought I might be going on an all access pass because there was a Bravo celebrity I know here in LA who forgot to claim one of their so i should explain bravo liberties who are invited as talent they get paid it's about 10 grand travel and a package of tickets um all access backstage green room front you know the whole nine yards and then they get a so you get two sets of those and like a couple of random giveaway tickets they're meant for their team to bring your hairdresser, your agent, or publicist, whatever. And um, one of them who I know didn't realize they had one unclaimed set of passes. And I was the deadline to claim them was October 1st. And I just kind of was like, um, I'm not going to remind them. <laughs> they figured it out at the last minute and there went my chance i I felt like rinna rinna where she goes there goes our (laughs) storyline i was like crap it wasn't anything done to me i can't take the i can't resent it i was being shady by doing that just not admitting you know like Mm -hmm. let's see how so it wasn't free so i didn't go so i missed it did you did you miss it? Not yeah. really. Not really. I go to Vegas a lot. I'm going in a couple weeks for uh, F1. And, I, you know, I go yeah. a lot. And, I mean, my thinking is the only housewife I haven't met that I would like to is probably Luann. That's mm-hmm. one who it would be a meaningful moment. She was very, she's always been very nice to me um, on, like, social media and stuff. It really helped build her, her thinking i was lee radswell to use against carol really <laughs> was a turning point in my i don't know what you could call it path but so her but other than that i'm like i'm not gonna wait in line and travel 
I won't spend money, basically. <laughs> so there's that. There's also there's people are posting so much content, like it just and you could like, watch it on Peacock, like a lot of the panels. Wasn't that like a live like, stream where you I, could just watch it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, which I didn't even do, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, you have social media. All I had media. to do was just open up Instagram and like everybody was like there and I was seeing like some stuff I was seeing twice some stuff I was like oh my gosh one of one thing that came early was Christmas because uh Tom Sandoval his outfits um oh my god that's part of the reason one of the reasons I'm so glad I didn't go because my go-to Vegas outfit is a denim kilt and my god (laughs) would that have been embarrassing if we both showed up in the same denim kilt (laughs) I mean the the denim kilt. The denim it's, Scotland didn't even know that there were denim kilts. That's like, a jean skirt. It, there's, at this there's point, it's a jean skirt. It is. Yeah. It is. And and honestly, if it was just an inch longer, it's LDS approved. Like, yeah. It, I, at least he could have made it a mini skirt. Yeah. You know? This it was what what really did it for me was uh, I could I could look past the skirt, <laughs> the skirt kilt thing what i couldn't look past was that he finished it off with the official real housewives of orange county gucci belt yep it is the gucci belt buckle that Mm -hmm. is shared between like every housewife of orange county from tamara to emily to gina to shannon there's just like a grab bag of accessories they all seem to wear like basic outlet mall status you know that's what really did it for me. I, I think we all shared the secondhand embarrassment of their uh, his Tom's and um, James Kennedy's push-up contest. Uh, Ariana in the oh. background was hysterical, where she was just turned around and looking at the screen because she refused to give any of that nonsense any attention. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Oh God, that was. And, but at the same time, I was like, without even knowing, I was like. Well, James won. I was like, we know, we know James won because because mm-hmm. steroids give you bulk and definition, but they don't give you stamina. Mm. Allegedly, mm. <laughs> good to know. I'll jot that down. Anyhow, but uh, speaking of roids, but allegedly, uh, and then there was the New Jersey house husbands doing a striptease, and I've I've said that I love a nosy house husband, and that's one of the things I like about. Jersey is that the husbands are involved and stuff, but this was a little too much for me. It was embarrassing. They were they were going for Magic Mike, but they were it, they it was really full Monty. They were they did full Monty, which is not <laughs> you never go full Monty, never go full Monty. Yeah. Wait, were they fully naked, or do you just mean they were like out of shape? Like no, no, the mo- like the movie Full Monty, where like the the middle aged out of shape men become yeah, strippers. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's embarrassing at this point. Like, please stop trying to push the house husbands on us that much. Where, like, in that way. Yeah. It's like, no. No. <laughs> the, the New Jersey house husband was, was Dr. Was Dr. Bill Aiden on that stage too? Doing I don't that? know. He's a doctor. Don't we don't, I don't, we don't need to see Dubrow or, did Terry I mean, Dubrow or Bill Aiden? No, but I, I just mean any. like some of those guys are like Joe Gorga, allegedly a low life. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> Bill Aiden's a doctor. I he shouldn't yeah. be doing that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully he was still back at work at Jersey, making somebody's chest bigger or nose better, you know, or putting in some Botox. To you know, there's face. some limits. I mean, yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> We know that you two will never be doing that unless they paid be, you unless they paid you enough money. I do it for a little bit. I don't, I don't need if money. If you pay me in enough, like, if you pay me in enough alcohol, I mean, if you get me drunk enough, um, not saying the fans <laughs> will be cheering me on while I do it. <laughs> They're like, put nah. it back on, put it back on. <laughs> Throwing money at me to cover up. <laughs> but yeah, no, that is not. Yeah, no. I mean, people, people looked like they were having fun. You know, mm-hmm. some of the people that we follow, you know, fellow podcasters and stuff like that. And pe- some people are there. They looked like they were having fun. It also, I don't know, people have to tell us, but I, w- I wasn't hearing as many complaints about it being as disorganized as last year was mm-hmm. last year sounded really bad about the lines and the disorganization. So I haven't heard as much this year, but that also could just be me not reading stuff on Twitter as opposed to like just well, seeing I, people's content. I, on I Instagram, did see TikTok. some feedback on it and that is Vegas is geared towards conventions. Yeah. It's actually, it, it, it makes perfect sense to have. Oh Vegas. yeah. Yes. I mean the, that this is what they do for a living. So I think, I think it probably did go smoother, more smoothly. If we'd gone to BravoCon, I wouldn't have paid for any of the BravoCon stuff either because I just would have been like, I'm just going to go gamble and mm-hmm. have fun and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> so just, so when I'm in Vegas, I like to yeah. smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Still not going to drink, but I'll smoke cigarettes and I'm going to gamble. And then I'm going to go out at night and then I'm going to meet the, the Bravo people there i'm gonna make sure i get invited to those parties yeah because yeah that's That's what i want to do that's that's where the magic happens i Mm -hmm. always say if i can get one of those people to like smoke a cig with me drunk that's how i know i've made it that's how we get luann we go smoke cigarettes (laughs) with luann i mean yeah if i could get that's how nate got luann (laughs) he he smoked a cigarette with her he left he left a trail of marlboros (laughs) down the hall into the the box and a stick at the end i just trapped her yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, oh you know what else i mean it was all it wasn't all fun at Bravo. I mean, it got heavy today. Like this pat, we're recording on Sunday as BravoCon's closing, so closing up for the for the year. But um, got into it. They got into Kyle. Got into it mm-hmm. about her marriage. She used the D word for the first time officially. Mm-hmm. Yep. I won't say what the D word this- is. It's not for mixed company. <laughs> It's divorce. The word's divorce. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought it was dick. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dildo. So she... Um, Daily savings? Said it. She sl- I don't know if it was a slip-up. She's very smart. She chooses her words very carefully, but it wasn't a separation. It wasn't a break. She said she's going through a di- divorce. Mm-hmm. I remember on OC... Um, Terry and Heather a few seasons in just mentioning they had had a rough summer and they had 
in an argument yelled divorce and it like was huge. It's not a word taken lightly, especially on in front of Bravo cameras when you are a housewife. Mm-hmm. You just deny, deny, deny until it's over. So kind of implies it's over. Well, and it also coincided, I don't know if you saw that um, Mauricio was photographed again with his dancing with the star's partner. Emma uh, was Amos Slater Saturday night, this mm-hmm. last night at, um, at the Line Hotel in Koreatown in L.A., and they, they made sure not to have any like outward PDA, like last time where they were holding hands, but like he like led mm-hmm. her in with the, you know, on like the small of her back and, and it was just, it, it was poorly timed. It was poorly timed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe she'll, you know. I think that, I think that lit a fire under Kyle's ass to use the D word too, mm-hmm. though. It's like, oh, Okay. This is what we're going to do now. Like, okay. Well, hasn't yeah, she been doing yeah. that for a while with like. I mean, yes, but no, because I would also say that like the rumors have been going around for years that Mauricio has been a philanderer during their marriage. So mm-hmm. it, I'm not saying that two wrongs make a right, but you know, I, I was kind of like feeling Kyle being like, yo, Mauricio's getting his comeuppance, you know, he, he fucked around and he's finding out now, Yeah. but now for him to turn around and start fucking, you know, it's just like, God damn it. Just let Kyle have this win. Just let Kyle have this win. You know, you know, it does. It feels to me like I said to you guys before we started, you can't put the the toothpaste back in the tube. Mm -hmm. This is, they really only have two options as, a house, a house family. What do we call them? A real house couple. Um, it's either a vow renewal, which leads to divorce, or <laughs> yeah. a divorce, which leads to. Um, and I mean, like it's because it's gone too far at this point. This wasn't like a season storyline where they're arguing over downsizing or getting a vacation home. Or I mean, they. This is um, cheating constant back and forth they're playing against they're playing each other in the media which kind of means mm-hmm. emotionally you're gone it reminds me kind of of uh charles and camilla no no not camilla i'm sorry charles and diana mm-hmm. when they're married when they were still married but you knew it was beyond repair and they were playing each other through the media and publicity mm-hmm. and then um also one thing I, th- I was thinking about earlier is people are saying they've been married 27 years, which is true. It's a serious marriage, but about 48% of that has been spent on TV as a real house on the real housewives 13 years, mm-hmm. I think yeah. 13, 14 years. So almost the majority of their marriage, when you think about it has been spent on Bravo. Also let's get real here. How many people do we know who hit around somewhere in that area of 25 years of marriage, mm-hmm. give or take three years, I would say, who get divorced? That's where a lot of divorces happen, right there, yeah. midlife. Mm-hmm. It's midlife. It's doing that. That's when that's when the majority of divorces happen. So, that's, I mean, so it, yeah, it, it's about time. It's the 27-year itch. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And especially too, because now that they've, now they can afford a divorce. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of money. They're reaching a different stage of their life. They're both independently successful. 
if they don't like it, they can go their separate ways. And it seems they realize that now. They don't have to worry about, it, like, a mortgage or a nanny so much. Right. And I don't think it's anything that they planned on mm-hmm. when they first started on this show or anything like that. It just, you know, it's the way life kind of goes. Yeah. And, you know, I think they've been on a is, good journey. I think so, too. I wouldn't consider this to be a divorce that was caused by Bravo or caused by TV. You know what I mean? I mean, although I never really think it ever TV ever really causes it. It just can show the cracks in your relationship Mm -hmm. even larger and make you it's, it's a, we, we never listen to our friends who are tend to be objective observers, but when it's a camera, it's a television show. That's a real objective observer that you're, you've got pointed back at Mm -hmm. you and you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. You, and you it's know, only catching this much of your life. You like. you know what uh, Adrian Maloof said about that with the show? And it, there were people have always blamed the show. Like they're one of those couples you use an example where the show breaks up the marriage. And she was like, no, it sped it up. Yeah. She's like, maybe we had eight years left and we lasted four. But she was like, that divorce, that dynamic was there. It's just mm-hmm. we were able to see more clearly watching ourselves back, like, wow, we're miserable. So it's just exactly. like a mirror to your marriage, a magnifying, a, mag- a vanity mirror. You could see all the little flaws. I think more people need that in their relationships. More mm. people need that. Because, I mean, the amount of times, like, how many times have, like, Either you said it to somebody when they're talking to you about your relationship or you've talked to a friend about their relationship and they're like, you just don't understand. And you don't, da, 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 and you're like, um, <laughs> I'm going to, okay, I'm going to shut up now because you clearly just don't, you're in that place. And I'm not going to say I told you so 18 months, 18 years from now, but I'll be thinking it. Just know it. Know it that everything I said right now is going to come true. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you decide to really work on it. And both of you. Anyhow, that's besides yeah. the point. Uh, that's, a, that's my couple's therapy for the day. <laughs> oh, one thing we have to discuss. Because basically, Andy Cohen at BravoCon had our back. He doesn't know it. Or maybe he does. He should know now. I, I think there's a chance, but um, if not, he's going to find out. We're just going to tag him all week and every little thing we do until he hears. No, but Th- um, this is going to be the promo, right? Yeah. Well, at uh, one of the panel discussions, it was Andy and Jeff Lewis. And um, Jeff asked Andy Cohen to address the reality, the reality reckoning and the Bethany and the article and all that. And um, he got to the point, he called Jill out for lying on that podcast with uh, Bethany where they sat down and she said she had no idea that cameras were going to be at the fu- at Bobby Zarin's funeral and she felt bombarded or uh, what's the word, taken advantage blindsided. of or ambushed. Yeah, yeah, blindsided. And he was like, no, we have emails, we have texts, we have all the receipts. She reached out to us wanting them to film. Well, if you go back, and this time I looked it up. Normally I'll be like, yeah, like a few weeks ago. No, go all the way back to PCP, the January 25th episode. We January, talked July. about. July. Did I? What January. did I say? 
You said January. God, I was on such oh, a roll. See, you can't even get that right. It's so July. July. Okay, we went all the way back to July 25th of this year when that came out. And I said uh, from personal connections that I knew Jill was lying because she had reached out. She had Patty Stanger. She had any Bravo celebrity she could think of around the country who she was friendly with reaching out to Bravo on her behalf, saying, how can we get cameras there? We need Beth. We need Bethany, Andy, and a camera. Mm-hmm. And I, I was right. And then this stayed kind of quiet. And then finally, Jeff Lewis asked him about it. And Andy said exactly what we did. There are receipts. She wanted it. She asked for it. And that's the big thing. Jill sought it out. It wasn't just like Bravo said, can we film his funeral? And she was like, okay, whatever. She was begging Bravo to send cameras to it. So we had that how many months ago? Four Four months ago. Four months ago. And he backed us up. So. Mm-hmm. I'd say, but this whole BravoCon thing was all about us, really. In the you end, you know what? I finally, <laughs> you know, finally, it is. They, yeah, it's about time. Andy on that plane to Vegas from New York. All he was doing is making notes, and now we could back us up. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. we don't even have to be there to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's just we're in the ether. We're we're pumped in there like the extra, like the oxygen mm-hmm. yeah. that the casinos pump in there mm-hmm. to keep everybody awake. There we go. Yeah, yeah. You know what keeps us awake at night or gives us the energy to live, to breathe, is if you rate, review, subscribe, and follow. Thank you so much. I got it. Did I get it? Share share PCP with your friends, enemies, frenemies. Plus ones at BravoCon. Yeah, shirtless dancing plastic surgeons, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> uh, yep, so make sure to share. Um, remember, we have two episodes every week. Again, Tuesdays, drop same time, same place. Bravo Breakdown and PCP Pop Culture. So, on that note, we'll see you next episode. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.